So what we're going to do is talk today with Richard Blank. And let me do this. I want to formally introduce him so you get a chance to learn more. I was having some, some technical difficulties, but you just keep it moving. So that's what was happening a few seconds ago. But Richard's journey in the call center space is filled with a lot of twists and turns. We're going to learn about all of them on today's episode and what age he was when he formally just uprooted and relocated to Costa Rica and what he did when he got there. We're going to learn all of that. Instead of me just reading it, I want you to hear it from him. He holds a bachelor's degree in communication and in Spanish from the University of Arizona and is a cert and a certificate of language proficiency from the University of Sevilla, Spain. A keynote speaker for Philadelphia's Abington High School 68th National Honor Society induction ceremony. Giving back is very important to him, but where he gives back is even more important. And we're going to talk about that as well. And the scholarship that he has decided to share as a part of his legacy building journey. Welcome Richard Blank to the Kim Jacobs Show. So happy to be here and having the best time. Well, thank you. And we talked backstage and we were saying, you know what? There's nothing that he's selling you all today. Nothing that he's here to... What, what are we having, Richard? Just what? I don't have any watches in my coat. <laughs> so I think we're good to go. Um, we're just here to share ideas. And, and for me, being a CEO of a company, I just celebrated my 15th year in business. I started my business in my mid-30s okay. because of maturity, impulse control, and some capital. But when I worked at my friend's center for four years, I, I didn't start at sea level. I was with the proletariat. I was in the cubicles, the good and the bad and the happy and the sad. Okay. And I learned a great life's lesson, Kim Jacobs, that people really wanted their dignity. And if a boss extends any sort of empathy, you might have someone that will want to be there. And when I started my company, I'm a straight shooter. And I also like to pay it forward. Since I'm a native speaker, I was always encouraging them for better English skills in regards to their strategy, their diplomacy, and their vocabulary. It was a big interest for me. And it worked. And it is competitive, yeah. but I've done something different. And I know you love this. I believe in a gamification culture. I've collected pinball machines, retro arcade machines, jukeboxes and air hockey tables. And so recess was the best class and it's the only class. And so we need to have fun at the call center to recharge batteries and make friends. And so these games are older than they are. It's not PlayStation. These are restored pinball machines from the 80s and 90s that they get to play with me. And so it's one of the most wicked and cool environments to have when you're building company culture. So, and let me, okay, because I knew about your antique refurbished pinball machine. So I was reading about that and I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so awesome. He takes me all the way back to my Pac-Man days and oh, things yeah. that I, oh my gosh, like I was up in the corner. <laughs> I see Pac-Man on top of my I, candy machine. <laughs> I love Pac-Man. I would go to the local arcade, just arcade area, just to stand there and pour down sweat and like doing, doing Pac, Miss Pac-Man like for hours. And I've told my family, if you all ever want to get me something that's, that's like huge for me in my home would be a, a life-size Miss Pac-Man machine. You never know. Mm-hmm. There you go. That would do it because <laughs> I love it and I, I could do it all day. I have the one that you can connect to the television. Not the same. No. My favorite was a Miss Pac-Man tabletop at the pizza parlor. Yes, <laughs> I stayed there all day. Good so, for you, Kim. Uh, wasn't so that fun? It your... was so much fun, Richard. So much fun. And I'm yeah. saying that brings out, first of all, it takes some stress off of you because you're focused on trying to get the Pac-Man or the pinball or whatever you're doing. It takes yeah. that stress because your focus is on the game. It's not focused on what's going on wrong or right or whatever in your life. Well, that's true, too. I Instead of a cigarette, play pinball. Instead of going over Reddit, Facebook or Instagram, play Pac-Man. Instead of being by yourself inventing, why don't you play air hockey with me and let's let's have a blast? And it's all free play. I don't charge them. <laughs> and so, um, but the lights, the sound, the action. But if you also think about it, you're preserving that sort of energy because if you get off the phone or you're doing any other job, you're still on this sort of high. Yeah. And then by moving that energy, as you say, to hand-eye coordination, the relaxation of just watching the balls and the lights, you're not icing a kicker. 
So when you get back upstairs, you're not laggard after a McDonald's meal. You almost once again preserve that energy, almost like holding breath going under ice when you're swimming. And it's just, it's a nice thing. And I've seen people have very strong second half pushes by keeping that mental head in that positive state. So brilliant observation on your end there, Miss Kim Jacobs on your show. <laughs> or Richard Blank, you have not just mastered it in your brain, you've actually implemented it in Costa Rica in your call center. Mm -hmm. So what I think I'm hearing is that you have the pinball machines, you have the you have all kind of things there as well as you are huge with the Rocola jukebox as well. Oh, that's huge. This is all in your call center. Rocola Regis in mint condition. That's unbelievable. Some people stare at the Mona Lisa. When I walk into these bodegas at some guy's place five hours away and I see this back there, I, I got to be calm. Don't get excited because they'll charge you more money. I'm like, oh, it looks a little dirty. I'm like, I can't wait to clean her. <laughs> you don't bring her home. Aww. And so um, the craftsmanship, 60, 70-year-old machines that people fell in love. But here's the funny part, Kim. You're going to love this. So I open them up, right? And there's 145s in there. I'm like, gold mine. I go, can't wait to find my in excess in Duran Duran. I start pulling them out. I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> I've never heard of this guy before. Right. They're all Latin American artists from like his 50s and 60s that I literally never know. But my swagger knows. <laughs> so I gave her a huge collection. Now she's the queen of the neighborhood. But um, I really thought that I got a cachet of collectors retro 45s but i i didn't know a single artist so i just replaced it but you yeah. did get you did get a great machine so you did get a great product there's not a single shirelles lp in there. what do you want me to say <laughs> what are you going to do well the thing the thing that i like about what i hear you saying richard is that there are people that throw things away or they're putting them out and thinking that they're done and over with but you're getting the opportunity to restore them and make them more valuable in today's time? I'll give you an actual cost. So I'm picking up a machine, let's say the Arnold Schwarzenegger last action hero. It's a mid nineties machine, right? Right. I got her for $300 down here, you know, without even turning her on. I just grabbed her because when you look at the play field and you look at the insides, things can be fixed. Now I ordered certain parts from a couple different places in the United States, sent them here. That was a couple hundred dollars, a brand new right. screen. Okay electrician for another couple hundred dollars a month's worth of work now something that might cost me seven hundred dollars in to fix it right now is worth about five thousand dollars give or take a scratch or two right but That's um, brilliance and then people say when are you going to sell them so what <laughs> i finally got my silver spoons game room i'm not selling anything uh, i'd rather give them away Oh, my dear friend, Kim, if you were in Costa Rica, I would have already had a jukebox and a Miss Pac-Man in your house. So oh, um, how I, I long should be in Costa Rica kids. right now then to know that. <laughs> uh, don't kid yourself. Once we get off this podcast, I'm checking eBay for you. <laughs> Let me oh, see what I can find. Awesome. Awesome. This is great and inspiring information. For all of you that are tuning in today, ask your questions, take your notes. We have with us someone that has just taken a vision from scratch and has taken it to abroad to a beautiful sunny area that's nice all the time where I, I, I put a few pictures here. Look at this. He's in Costa Rica, y'all. So he's like enjoying a great life in this beautiful area, this beautiful nation. And why Costa Rica? Richard, talk to us and tell us why. Why that area? I could really lie to your audience and say that a few of those pictures were from my office window. <laughs> I'm not going to. Why Costa Rica? Why not? And sometimes through the Wu Wei philosophy, there is no resistance. You must let the wind carry you or the current take you. Hmm. Swimming against it will only drown you. Hmm. And so by learning this language and getting this opportunity, this was amazing. I had friends here, so it made it easier. Okay. In addition to that, knowing you're a guest in another country, it could be any country, right. is very nice because you... You're open-minded. Things that I held dear in Philadelphia and Arizona don't matter here. It's really just your essence. And speaking a language, understanding cultures and traditions, hmm. it's a beautiful thing. It, it only enriches one life where every day is just a brand new day for yourself. And so it's, it's almost playing. It's almost feeling like camp 
whereas wow. an activity, it's a stimulation of the mind. You, you must be on your toes. And if you can do this, you, you're not gonna be one of those horror stories that people talk about when people are traveling abroad and taking chances they wouldn't be taking in their own homes. And right. so I need to remind some people sometimes that you might want to pour a Vita and let loose and find yourself, but also don't lose yourself. Don't there lose are yourself. things in this world, yes. Okay, that's really good. Because there are people that are interested, I can tell you for sure, I mean, I've traveled abroad, but I, I really am interested in Costa Rica and lots of other places, but you always want to know what is the appropriate steps that a person should take when traveling out of the country. So what, what do you recommend to people that are tuning in today and they're looking forward to traveling abroad, but don't know really where to begin? Due diligence. You asked about Costa Rica earlier. Great question. Let, let me say a second thing before coming here. I wanted to make sure if I would feel comfortable here. It's the only democratic society in Central America. We're north of Panama, south of Nicaragua, direct flights to the United States in under five hours. It's fine. There's no standing army, but they do have a national police force. They put that money into education. So there's a 95% literacy rate. There's a very good infrastructure here, which is very important. Companies such as Amazon, HP, Intel, Oracle have invested here. That's a comfortable thing in regards to the workforce and stability. That's How about this? An extremely large expatriate community here because their dollar goes further. Plus there's medical tourism. So everything checked off. The only yeah. thing is I was 3,000 miles away from my mother. But besides that, it was close enough but far away enough. But... Um, it's a wonderful place. Now, if someone is planning on traveling abroad, maybe the first thing to do is watch the movie Midnight Express. I oh. want you to have a good time, but don't be stupid. Right, right. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that take chances or or will listen to bad advice. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is that you can come home, and that you might need to miss out on a party or not get into a car with somebody that may be drinking. Or if your intuition or sixth sense kicks in because it's your spidey sense, then don't do it. Okay. I mean, you're abroad. It's, it's better to stay home in your hostel and read a book than to take a chance that evening. And I used to hear stories when I traveled Europe in the early 90s of travelers that took chances. And so you, you learn those lessons. But it's not to scare you. It's only to prepare you. Prevention is better than a cure. And if you plan out your trips and you call home and you're responsible, and you find groups to travel with where there are people that you can share ideas and you can go exploring with and you can go on hikes and go to museums with them. By all means, you you might learn mu new music or new ideas from people. Hmm. And, and the greatest relationships I met were people that were not from the United States. You you had 35 minute conversations a day from people all over the world. And and you in those years, you didn't have a phone. So you put your book down. Right. And you spoke to people and you wrote letters afterwards, right. hopefully with scratch and sniff or puffy stickers, be cool about that. And, um, and you made friends. And, and I think we're missing that sort of memory making today. Mm. Yes. That's, that's very insightful. And with your family, I know you said being 3000 miles away, how has that been for you being able to stay close enough to family, even though you are that far away? Well, you have to look at it in a way that may be selfish, not in a bad way. I'm not taking anything away. All I'm doing is readjusting that mass in that space. Interesting. And I found a place where I can't get enough of this magic dust. <laughs> I mean, this thing is incredible for me. And it's obviously the result was that I grew. And so all I'm trying to do is pay it forward through second language scholarships and feeding families here and just finding my own center. I mean, money, jewels, and gold, all that stuff loses its luster. What, what do you want to do? How many meals can I get and how many extra slices of cheese? I, I get sick if I eat too much chocolate. I want to do different things like write children's books or go on more adventures and meet more people. Hmm. And if you could still be thinking forward instead of thinking backwards and still excited for things, I think that's a beautiful life. Hmm. And, and so my family cannot, I guess... You fear what you don't know, and you can't give me advice on starting a call center, learning this second language and living abroad for two decades if you haven't done it. They were used to a Northeast mentality and how oh, we were raised. Philadelphia, in, right? 
Originally, yes, in New York and following in family footsteps and family businesses and studying economics and finance. Okay. And I had to be true to my 18-year-old self. I know that if I were in that sort of box, Kim, I would be the most miserable boy. I wouldn't be smiling today in a three-piece or I'd be at some cubicle somewhere, still bald, <laughs> but miserable. <laughs> I but decided you're, to You're, happy. you're <laughs> so, happy, Richard, right? You're happy. Oh, life is a dream. Life is a gift. And if you have good intentions and you're honorable, then by all means, I, I believe you should be true. And there are naysayers and great believers out there, but these are people that usually love you and just want to protect you. But if, if you never go on the roller coaster, you never know what it's like. I might throw up, but sometimes that's half the fun. <laughs> but to experience the flips and the turns and the twists, as you were mentioning earlier, you, you have to live life. Mm. And you sometimes have to let go of the bike. You have to do this just to see if you raised your child mm. in a way to be proud where they can extend their wings and fly far and, and come back with stories to tell this and having a stronger chest. I, I, I think that's the most incredible way is a positive reinforcement for a parent and a family. Well, I think that everything that you're saying right now, and again, we're talking with Richard Blank. He's the owner of Costa Rica's call center, just literally moved from his the United States and moved over and started a call center abroad. And the inspiration that you're sharing in as for me as a parent, because this show is about how people balance all mm. different aspects of their lives. And sometimes when we have children that are adventurous, it's really hard to accept what they are interested in. And like for me, I'm, I can only speak personally in the vir virtual studio audience, put your own comments, your own thoughts, and I'll go and grab them and give you a chance to ask any questions of Richard yourself. But sometimes the things that our children are interested in, we have no interest in whatsoever. Like I am not interested in just getting on a boat and going, literally just putting the motor on. And he just goes off. And I'm like, ah! even though I 100% support him, I'm there when he comes back. And I'm like, I hope you had a great time. And he's like, mom, you're the best mom in the world. I'm so panicked. And I'm like, gosh, is he coming back? So you're inspiring me today, Richard, to encourage other parents to consider the child and what their dreams and goals are, not just what we want their goals and dreams to be. You remember the high school movies? Mommy can't always be there for me in high school. And if she were, how embarrassing. Right. You need to raise your child to be self-confident and self-reliant. And if your teachings from your family tradition are strong enough, you, you should have enough confidence in it to yes. let it stand on its own. But it's difficult because <laughs> it's easier said than done until somebody pushes you out of your comfort. Back in the day, as we were being raised, it was a different time. We didn't have the cell phones then. We could disappear for a couple hours. Right. So mom <laughs> called us to come home when the lights came on in the street, right? Yes. No more wiffle ball. <laughs> right. What did you play back in the day? We used to do capture the flag and wiffle ball. and. Oh, I used to do double dutch, Richard. So I would be like... And I would jump in and double dutch. Da, 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 da. Did you now? With the yeah. double, okay, okay. The double dutch and you go like this and, and and then you just jump in at the right time. I did that a lot. Were there and, any specific moves? Like in breakdancing, I knew certain things like the windmill and the head spin and the moonwalk and stuff and the robot. What, what were certain moves you could do when you were doing your double dutch? Well, now, Richard, you're going to have me showing my, that I have my sweatpants on, right? Because I have on some some multicolor. Are we doing? Oh, this is great. We're doing this. <laughs> oh, all right, Kim. Well, what I would do is I would lean in and you know like this. Okay. And then I wait and then I'll go in and start, you know, double dutch. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I would lift each leg and, and do the double dutch move. And you could go in and out. That's so cool. It was fun. And sometimes your friends would jump in too, and you guys would do it together. Oh yeah, two people would jump in. We tag each other and jump out. And a lot, another big thing we do is this, like, you know, patty cake, but it would be slide and you pat. So you, it was just fun stuff we did. But anything Bad. just to have fun is what we did. Do they do that today? Have you seen Double Dutch on the street in the neighborhoods? Not, no, not in my neighborhood, no. I see people riding. I do see people doing the hopscotch, which I used to do too. And you'd write like number one, two, and then you keep hopping until you got to two two squares, different things like that. I do see some of the children in my neighborhood doing that. And dodgeball, dodgeball, we play dodgeball. 
that was the best. <laughs> it was hospital dodgeballs. What we had, we had a doctor and a spy that can cross over and save people. And then we used to use them with the Nerf soccer balls because remember the red ones in gym class? Yeah, yes. That would hurt. That would <laughs> really hurt. That's like paintball fighting today. I'm like, who wants to do that? You're bruising my body. Had to be done, especially yeah. with that kid that wouldn't let you cheat off a of math class. <laughs> I know. Now, starting a call center, when you started this call center in Costa Rica, it takes a lot of skill and talent. You can't just go and start a call center abroad. Mm -hmm. What were some of the things when we come back from this commercial break? What were some of the steps and skills that you had to become very proficient at? Okay possessing in order for this to even happen. And even some of the business owners that are tuning in today may want to know, how do I get started with what skills do I need to implement and have right away? So we'll take a commercial break and we will come right back to hear more from Richard Blank. I'm enjoying you, Richard. Glad to have you today. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back, everybody. I have peace of mind with Silver Shield Security, which has been protecting my family and home, along with servicing the Carolinas for over a decade. Silver Shield Security knows the importance of convenience and safety. Whether you live in an apartment, a home, or run a business, they are here to protect you from unwanted intrusions and fires. Call now at 704-440-4688 or visit the website at www.silvershield-security.com. You can use my promo code Hashtag Tone X and get one half off your installation price. Don't forget to ask about the new no money down options. Let Silver Shield Security help to give you peace of mind, just like me and my family, and keep your business safe. All right, everybody, we're back and we're talking with Richard Blank today, owner of Costa Rica's Call Center. And I can imagine like conflict management and just the ability to be able to take a chance and taking risk. It's a lot of factors when it comes to business ownership in general, but in Costa Rica, how is that process for you? You need to delegate. Delegate. Think, think of a tree. You got the richer trunk, but I needed some branches and I definitely needed some roots. Once again, I'm a guest in this country. So yes. I hired specialists. I hired HR directors and accountants and attorneys supervisors, IT directors, huh. individuals that have this track record that could do it for me. I couldn't go to school for that. And when I started my business, I started out of my house. I launched a website October 4th of 2007, landed my first account February 6th of 2008. It was 1C for 50 hours. So what did I do? I, I didn't have the capital nor the the ability to build out a call center at that stage. So I was renting a turnkey station, almost like a glorified internet cafe. It, we call them blended centers. And so the station would be there with the computer headset, there's coffee and there's lights on and an IT right. support, but it's shared. And so I was there for a couple of years and I ramped up accordingly where I could pay the taxes, pay the salary, the overhead, made my margin and hey, it's a turnkey business, I'm paying premium, but I could scale as I wished. And after building some capital, I rented out some space. I was able to purchase used computers and used equipment. Hmm. I knew what to purchase. There are certain industries where used is better than brand new. It could still work. So for a fraction of the cost, I was able to build out 150 seats at a place that I rented for six years. Building upon that momentum and capital, I'm currently in my own call center that can house 300 seats that we own. And so I believe in the tortoise and the hare, act your wage. Grandma says, if you can't pay for it in cash, you don't do it. And I like to give job stability through responsibility because That's you need good. to be really financially responsible with people's monies and taxes. That's good. And if you can do that, you can sleep at night. And so I, I, that's why I was building on this momentum and you know, the stars became aligned, Kim. This was a one in a million shot that hit. Why do you think I click my heels and I'm tapping my toes every day? <laughs> Why do you think I'm dressed like this? You're kidding me? Of course I'm celebrating. And so if you can live every day as if it were your last and you walk the rows and you say good morning to people and you have coffee with people and cookies and you break bread, wow. then there's a very, very good chance that people that work with you will show extended fidelity and not leave you. Natural attrition happens, Kim. I'll lose normal. Because of a scheduling conflict, it's usually university age. Maybe your partner or best friend works somewhere closer to home. Maybe right. more money. 
But Kim Jacobs, no one will ever be given the walk of shame. I won't make you cry on the floor. I will praise you in public and I will make suggestions privately, but mm -hmm. I've never done that. My ego is in check. I have leverage. I'd rather promote you than fire you. And so if you have an issue and you're afraid of a boss, that's your deal. You shouldn't be afraid of a teacher if you're not cheating. If you come to work and you are pen at the ready and coachable, I'm your biggest fan. And I'm just not going to call you ace and champ. Kim, I'm going to talk about the call you did last Thursday mm -hmm. where you brought in 44 deals and you, with Mrs. Jones, you name dropped her three times and repeated her email address with military alphabet. And you're going to go, wow, my boss actually did listen to me. So that's great yeah. leadership is what I'm hearing. Sure. And you sure you're not, just so I understand, Richard, you sure you're not a preacher? Because I think you might have some preaching capabilities over there. All I know is about positive reinforcement. My oh, smile and sincerity and consistency, because I don't lie. I, I am from Philadelphia. I do what I do. People like that. You, you, you get what you get. And at least you'll get somebody that goes 15 rounds for you. And if, and if something does happen, you judge character during chaos, Kim. Let's say somebody does quit on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No two weeks notice. They started strong. They just pieced out on me. I right. have no idea where they went. Then <laughs> so, hey, Kim, I'm going to give you a call. I got, I'm going to let you know what happened. I have suggestions. I got three people that can jump on the phone and two have already been trained. And if you and I can make through that together with no surprises and accountability, imagine what happens when it's good times. And so the best relationships I had were during conflict where I was able to Very manage good. and fall upon that sword. Those are the sort of secrets that, have it enabled me to have a, a successful company with clients. That is wonderful to know. So in conflict ma management in your call center, you actually get some quality other individuals when people do through attrition, just kind of phase out or they leave abruptly or whatever the case may be. You have relationships that are already established so that you can quickly get some more people on board as quickly as possible. Yes, ma'am. But I also believe in prevention versus cure. If someone's been with me for four years, I just want, I don't want you to go. And guess what? And we spoke about this earlier. There are things that may be happening outside of the office that could affect your performance and your mindset. Yes. If you're not breaking the labor law, I'm willing to get some water on your face, play some Pac-Man for a minute, or just say, hey, champ, you doing all right today? You're, you're a little out of character. I, I, I've seen what you can do from a track record perspective. And, and, and so we, we do our best in this delicate situation this good. to give the this benefit of the doubt. And even if, since it is a second language and someone can be emotional, mm -hmm. then I might even bring in their best friend who could assist them through comfort or possibly speak for them in two languages, their native tongue, Spanish, and then even in English. So we can back up an insurance policy and double check that their emotions are completely understood. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I'm hoping that you all in the virtual studio audience, no matter where you're tuning in from, that you're taking notes on what Richard Blank is saying. This is just universal guidance is what he's providing for any business owner. And if you're, I see comments, I'll pop a lot of them up in a few minutes here. But if you're learning some nuggets, and I hope you're typing them and sharing this broadcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, business owners and entrepreneurs that you know around the world. Because what he's sharing is stuff that you can do regardless of whether it's through a call center or through any type of business that you own. So carry on, Richard. You're, you're making some great points. My dear friend, I'm going to take it a step further with your permission. You're talking Please. about business entrepreneur making money. Fine. Now, I want to go back to home. I want to save a Thanksgiving dinner or marriage. Can we go there for a second? Yeah. If you are given the luxury of time, because I know things happen in the moment, okay? But if you're given the luxury of time, write a draft, don't send it, take a walk, hit the gym on it, wash your car on it, play is my case, pinball on it. <laughs> but maybe the next day when the dust settles, I will call Kim and say, maybe I overextended myself yesterday. Please excuse my tone. Mm -hmm. I just figured out our priorities after being able to sleep on it. And I want to let you know that our relationship is 10 times more important than what we are talking about. Now, there's other things people can do. Medusa will turn you to stone. So if someone is an energy sucker. Do not look in their eyes. But if you can't be disrespectful, look in between their eyes. It still works. You just won't get the Medusa effect. Right. But if someone is giving you love, look in their eyes and drink as much as you can. 
So at least you don't avert eyes, that's important. Listen twice as much as you speak, take a lot of deep breaths, drop that temperature, do that. And also confirm to show engagement and active listening. For my clarification, Kim, because I know that there's a lot of yelling and screaming. For my mm -hmm. clarification, it was ABC or one, two, three. It was one, two, three, Richard. Thank you, Kim. And so all I'm doing is readjusting tones. And so there's a potential we can we can keep that sort of energy. And so those are the sort of things I see in the moment for people with long relationships or even first time meetings. And so I think you should always keep your composure, be very diplomatic in regards to your vocabulary. I, Kim, I hate to use the word help because sometimes it can evoke ego defense and reactions. Mm -hmm. Same message, different delivery. Why don't we open the thesaurus and use words like guide, assist, or even lend a hand? It works. No use radical. words like guide, assist, guide, assist, and what else did you say? Lend a hand. These aren't first down plays. These are touchdown plays. Look what I did. There's no defense on that. And I just ran. <laughs> you're readjusting tones and you're making nice. And then how about this? There's a me too technique I use with people. If there's a child or a dog or something that's happening, which may be interrupting a phone call or face-to-face a, a -face communication, mm -hmm. inadvertently and passive aggressively, let's say it's a dog. Yeah. I will first say that I love dogs. What's your dog's name? What breed is it? And then I'll say, how old is your puppy? Your puppy's 14. <laughs> of course it is. I love puppies. Okay. And so you'll realize through the barking, through the distractions that I did it in such a beautiful way, not saying what's your dog's name or your dog. No, I, I did three or four follow-up questions and then the puppy line always works every time. That is so masterful. What and you're saying. You put her outside. Yeah. Okay. So some questions are coming in and I do want to make sure oh, that that's I take on. Moment yeah. to address any questions you all have in the virtual studio audience. Let me first go up and just acknowledge some people. Oh, hey, Dr. Zakia said I look beautiful. Happy International Women's Day. Yes, it is International Women's Day and happy International Women's Day to you. We all support each other and I appreciate you being in the virtual studio audience today. Uh, hello, everyone. Sandra Rumpf Jackson says and she has the Authors Forum. Make sure you all connect with her as well. Oh, she said, Pac-Man, I can remember that arcade in Newport News. Yes, that's where I played it in Newport News, Virginia. Dennis says, much love to everybody. Much love to you. And he says, Mr. Richard kept hold of his dreams and persevered from his youthfulness. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank you, Dennis. Absolutely. He agrees with everything that you're sharing. And I do see, I think it was a question that I hear. He's also a sharp dresser as well. Nice combination there, <laughs> Uh, Dr. Zakia says that, and she's big on diversity and inclusion and dealing with people with disability and how to make sure that they're included in different workplace environments. But she said, could you give a specific example of a toxic leader situation and how you dealt with it? I need to address my hero, the master communicator that had Helen Keller, huh. Helen Keller, who once again, was born in 1880, had her five senses, lost two of her senses. Mm -hmm. And then through Anne Sullivan was able to then build these mediums of language communication mm -hmm. and being an inspiration in this world where if you look at the photographs with Charles Chaplin and, and Edison and Twain, um, I remember Eisenhower and Kennedy, she made the tours. Helen Keller, the master communicator, and so, and I'll get to that in a second of toxicity, but I want to talk about how when you remove certain areas, the others get enhanced. The scientists say it. we remove our taste, touch, and smell. Our hearing should be expanded naturally, but the beauty argument is metaphysics. People right. say you can't see on the phone, and I say quite the contrary. You have a book with imagination, descriptions, and adjectives. And so you can even make it that much more colorful. Make it a painting instead of a print. Yeah. And so we are able to tap into that through the great Helen Keller. And do you know that there's a Helen Keller Institute here in Desemparados, Costa Rica for blind and deaf children? And so homage to the master communicator. Now, tox toxic people in a workplace, I, I don't like cancers, okay? Mm -hmm. And we try to really filter people prior to coming into a company 
they'll send in a resume and they will put in the bells and whistles. What I like to do, Kim, is I like to ask them to turn the paper over and give me a couple paragraphs on a coming of age moment. Hmm. First, I got to explain about what it's like to beat up a bully or save a kitten. I want to see your grammar and spelling, but give me a story. Hmm. Give me a really good story where you stood up in front of all your buddies and you were, you were a king for that day. Hmm. And so why do I do that? Because when it's raining on a Wednesday or as the doctor was asking me about someone that's toxic, I might be able to use the story of when you were the champ or the kitten saver or the yeah. time that you made dinner for your grandmother on her 90th birthday mm -hmm. for like 20 people. And everyone loved it because you did her recipes that she grew up with. Right. And that's when I can connect at a real level instead of at a superficial level where I'm going to threaten to fire you. <laughs> I call you bitter that day. And so right. by going Philly real, by going old school, by sharing something with you so you can share something with me and we can bridge and connect and anchor that way. Yes. Then maybe through that sort of energy. We can correct. So that that's just a brilliant answer. <laughs> that's just a brilliant answer. God, you're bringing the best out of me. Y'all are bringing out some great stuff from Richard Blank here, and we're honored to have him here today on the Kim Jacobs Show. Just because we're getting an opportunity to learn more about his passion from a balance perspective, what what gives him the what's the why behind everything that you do here, Richard? What what's that driving force for you? It says, I have to do this, and this is it. This is why I do what I do. What is it? I believe in tingles and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in lucid dreaming. <laughs> I believe in certain things where how many times does someone have to come down, take off their white glove, and smack me in the face and go, yo, dude. <laughs> so I've accepted my fate, and I know where my destiny is. You asked me a question earlier. Are we friends on Facebook? Well, listen, strangers are friends you haven't met yet. So, of course, we are. We are now. We are. And yeah, we'll be friends for life, I'm sure. So, things, I don't believe anything happens by happenstance. My dear Kim, your audience only remembers how to smile again. Yes. Right? And remember how to look up again and look in eyes again. Yes. And then take extra time again, as we did as children, to make those best friends. Wow. And... Why do I do this? Because that sort of foundation I had as a young man and how I was raised through a nurtured environment. I've kept that and maybe I don't know any better, but it's done me so well. Why change? And when I moved to Costa Rica, I married the girl of my dreams, Grace Bourbon. We built this business together. And so imagine those two amazing worlds coming together. And so we were able to, every day is just sharing these things. It's almost like uh, the odd couple or bosom bodies or whatever show you want to do from the 80s sitcom. And we are as opposite as the day is long. But once again, how do you have that natural connection? There's billions of people there. Why would we be together? Well, there was no forced fit. There was no family pressure, societal pressure. These were two people in their 20s that fell in love in Costa Rica on a whim. And it hasn't stopped. And so why not? We might as well add that to the plot and see where that goes. And uh, so living that sort of poet's life where I have a great cocktail story and I can look at myself in the mirror and give myself five and make my bed in the morning and want to have physiological good days where I eat well and hit the gym and drive to work in my convertible, listen to my 80s music. Well, then by all means, that is the balance of life. I, I know who I am. And these are the things that, that make Richard happy. Oh, I'm so thrilled to know Richard Blank. I know it's something about you that is just like mesmerizing to me. I don't know. I'm like, what is that about this Richard guy that is really just kind of making you want to connect more with everything that you're And I had no idea you were going to be talking about some of the things you're talking about now. But and I'm the CEO of a call center that does telemarketing. You're supposed to hate me. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Telemarketing call center. That's not what this is. Right? Like in the movies, we don't sell stock. I mean, I, I appreciate the art and the rhetoric, and we can discuss it and break it down. But there's a lot of people here that earn a living, even in the United States, that make and receive phone calls and that retain clients, can get upsells, can get referrals, and worst case scenario, dropping the ball 
can get an exit interview from a long-term client to possibly make those suggestions that can make the company better. And so uh, hats off to anybody that still work at call centers. That is awesome. And you know what? One thing you said a lot of stuff so far in this hour already, but one thing that made you light up when I heard a different level in your voice was this grace, this grace woman, right? Ooh, so I, that's I, my I, princess. I found a photo, but I was like, let me find it. You know, I'm back here deep diving, right? She is gorgeous. Breathtaking. I can imagine you all walking down the, the beaches in Costa Rica, <laughs> locking arms. Absolutely beautiful. He's the Thank HR you. heavyweight champ undefeated. Listen, I might be the owner. She's the boss. That's, and you, what look at That's what's under the hood. Grace runs the company. Mm -hmm. she, she runs the company? 150 strong, 15 years in business. She's incredible. And if it weren't for Grace, there's absolutely no way that I would be where I am today. And so, no, credit is where credit is due. I might be the face man of the A-team, but that's Hannibal Smith that you're looking at. Oh, and B.A. Baracus as well. <laughs> Combo those two for her, yeah. That is incredible. So listen, everybody, we're talking with the owner of Costa Rica's call center. I have a few images that I will pop up throughout the next part of our discussion here. And we're going to learn more about his call center and also get a chance before today is over to learn about something he's passionate about back in the Philadelphia area. Right when we come back after this commercial break. We'll be right back, everyone. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. All right, everyone, we're back and we're talking with Richard Blank all the way from Costa Rica. And as you can see, the sun is beaming in right mm. back there on the jukebox and the all of the gaming things that he has. He collects actually antique pinball machines, refurbishes them. And I don't know that you necessarily sell them, but you keep them. Is that what's happening? They're not going anywhere. As long as I have space, my wife gives me permission. Okay. <laughs> so know, he this is my private stash right here. This is a classic candy machine. So if you come, you can have as much as you like. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is just incredible. So talk to us about Abington Senior High School. And I know you had the distinct honor of speaking at their 68th National Honor Society induction ceremony. But tell us some more things about what you do there at Abington. Well, you might know a couple of people. Uh, we're famous for having Bob Saget. He was a Abington grad and also Michael Buffer, the yes. uh, announcer that says, let's get ready to rumble. Those are very good alumni that you may know. Yes. And um, it was a wonderful Northeast school. I, I was supposed to graduate Germantown Academy, but I was politely asked to leave after seventh grade. And so my destiny changed from private school to public school. And I went from about 60 kids to 500 kids. Okay. And I was the new kid with no game, no style, no friends. And if you fast forward a couple of years, I believe in a nurtured environment, you know, with the athletics and raising money for the school and really just building on character. But I love the Spanish class and I was really gravitating towards languages. And I decided to do a second language scholarship for Abington because it's different. It's First, they didn't have one. And I understand arts and athletics and, and things like that. But if somebody like myself, who's Romanian or Russian and has a Philly accent, but no other language skills, all of a sudden gets an intermediate level, advanced level of Spanish in high school, that's pretty cool. And I knew what it was like in the sort of work and the structure and discipline you put into it. It, it was dead. Hey, here's a beautiful thing. Dedicated practice, like the karate kid. It just wasn't Miyagi. The kid had to do those kicks on the on the boat and on that thing on the beach. Yes. And if you're not doing just your homework, the five hours a week and maybe an hour to study, you're putting in some time, like the gym, like the violin, like your painting, mm -hmm. like your language. You could see that you really have an interest in this. And I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. It was so much fun for me. Mm -hmm. And so 
the 68th honor society induction ceremony it was an honor that was given to me from principal barrios because he knows that i have such loyalty to his abington and i love it right and so for someone that was a cb student to speak in front of these honor roll students that have much more maturity mm. than i had and that sort of cognitive skills i was in awe i was embarrassed because of my own grades but then again I have other areas in which I do well. So I, I, I gave a speech about momentum and I gave a speech about where we began from and there's nothing wrong with an Abington seed. There is something about this Northeast Philadelphia community that's right next to Jakentown where they filmed the Goldbergs. Right. And I mean, Abington's got some cool stuff. You got Willow Grove right there. You got Glenside and Roslyn. I mean, it's, it's right there. Right. And it toughened you up when they wouldn't call your school number on a snow day and you had to go to school <laughs> and those weather and just in philadelphia we had pride you had to earn your spots on the sports teams and the other high schools were fighting for it too i like the northeast sort of grit i like the sort of attitude that we have and we're loud and we're boisterous and, and we have that sort of pride and growing up with that that really gave me that sort of backbone that when I was in certain areas, I wasn't brazen, but I had my own spirit. I could hold my own. Right. And then you think that was just from, from where you were kind of exposed to? Just a thousand percent. That's a thousand true. percent. In fact, there is a gentleman from my class, Sean Wooden, played in the NFL. Got another mm -hmm. friend, Michael Halvin, that made it to Hollywood. And so there are peers of mine that have gone to such heights in their own industries yeah. that why not me? And, and so the fact that I could speak for others and have that sort of honor, I took it very seriously. I get a little emotional because I remember where I came from and I love my friends to death, but I also put myself in that 18 year old shoes that think they know the world, but they have no experience yet. Mm. But they have a full tank of gas, they just don't know where to go. But that's why people like you, Richard, get the opportunity to come back and to pour into them to say, hey, when you do start steering and using your GPS, let it guide you in these type of directions. So you're a great example for Abington High students and everyone is tuning in today to know where they can kind of steer and what direction things can go but in. What about checkpoints? Like 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 belts in karate or even in skiing right. and stuff. You check yourself so you don't wreck yourself. <laughs> you need, yeah, you need to, <laughs> Ferris Bueller says you need to stop around once in a while or you're gonna miss it. And so, I mean, a lot of these, philosophers are telling you to live in the now. And so stop thinking ahead and stop being anxious or depressed because of the back and forth of the past and the future. You, you really need to be where you are at the moment just to make sure that you have accomplished it. And, and just like you agree with smart, that, you agree with that, right? Never leave a door open. Okay. Never leave a door open. Never leave your keys at home. Count to 10 because it could ruin your entire day and throw your whole game off. And so yeah. I think you need to slow down and calm down. The masters are the ones that can do every level. It's not like they're geniuses from start. No, they figured out how to string the guitar. They figured out how to play it and they grow from there. Right. Yes. So don't There's try to master one. everything at one time, but just be great at what you can be great in and that moment. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, but you might, there's 10 paces. You might gravitate towards eight and nine better. It's more fun. Right. But, you know, like in karate class, the first thing to do is to put on the uniform, but that's not fun. I want to learn how to kick. I want to start you know, chopping the board. And start chopping boards. No, no, no. There's certain sort of, and I agree with tradition in regards to mindset as a, mm -hmm. you need your, you need your armor, your shield and your sword. Right. You can't go on a battlefield until you're prepared nope. because you could have the greatest armor ever and not know how to use it. And so in my philosophy, in my class, we, we acknowledge fear initially. So at least I can get you in a, in a balanced, uh, arbitrary mindset for absorption of energy and okay. of coaching. And so with you and with your, your audience, you need to plan out those checkpoints. And, and you need to accomplish that or you don't move forward. I agree with you. I agree with everything that All you're right. saying. Oof, I had to make my point. <laughs> yeah, you made your point very well, and I agree. Period. <laughs> period with the exclamation point. It's like in the modern day, they say the period. Because they'll I miss something. Period. They'll always miss one thing. Sending that email, leaving that voicemail, making that phone call later that day. That The simple steps that you were taught. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Okay. So uh, if you all 
want to definitely stay connected with Richard Blank, make sure you know that you can just look up Costa Rica's call center. That's him. And that's what this big conglomerate of a call center that he's built from ground zero dealing with opportunities. Is this is it, correct? That's my beautiful Art Deco building with the neon marquees. I'm finding some good pictures. If y'all see my eyeballs over here on a swivel, it's because I'm back here also working, working my magic, doing some, some extra things. I was getting some images. Look at this. this is well, that's beautiful. actually not my call center. That's oh. another one. Okay, yours look better, right? <laughs> so like my back. agents look happier and they're better looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me if this is yours or not. Is this yours? That's not mine either, but oh, once again, it, we're very competitive it. here in Costa Rica, but I'll send you some more. But listen, Kim, what, what you did. Let me say this to you, that this this is your building, correct? That is correct. This is your building. Inside this beautiful building <laughs> is nothing short of amazing. I see all kinds of pictures about Costa Rica. But you see my competition. You see what I compete against. So maybe That's if I know some name, I might keep them. This is your logo? That's my Broadway fund. Uh-huh. That is beautiful. Costa Rica's call center. And as you can see, there are other call centers there, but yes. I'm telling you that the, and that's a beautiful thing to be able to spread the, the, the wealth and, and to show in Costa Rica, there are lots of different things that are thriving in that area. So I'm super excited about that. But when I looked online and I saw your building, I was just very impressed. You brought up a great point. It's a it's a buyer's market. I mean, these agents can really choose wherever they want to go. Since I compete against Amazon and we all pay pretty much the same base and benefits, how do I get those people? Well, they gravitate towards a place where they can make a name for themselves. They don't need to hire amongst thousands. They want to grow. It's like a honeycomb club. <laughs> Sometimes the best groups are the smaller groups. I don't need thousands. I'd rather have my 150 strong. That's if that makes right. any sort of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I see I see a training room. Oh, this has got to be, this is one of yours for sure, because I see your logo on here. I see your training center room. Everything seems very... You're probably looking at my older locations. We have three locations, but yeah, I'll send you some updated stuff. But also as well, how about this? Bringing people in that may have not worked at a call center before, but a college education where we can mold them. They don't have bad habits, like a squire to a night. So a lot of the people we promoted from within have really grown of us since since day one. Wow, this is this is amazing. As I mean, as as you just see, learning about call center in itself and giving people opportunities to be able to. I see one with pinball machines. That's is that yours? Oh, that's definitely me. Oh, there's okay, no I, mean, I see a one that's that. got a bunch of pinball machines. Oh, so I'm yeah. assuming that's you too. And Every let me see, put that in there because I was like, this is amazing. All of these pinball, because you make your call center fun. This is what I think I'm hearing you say too. People can have fun at your location. My favorite are when clients show up because it shows how I treat my agents and how I treat myself and how come you don't have games. When brand new people come into the call center and they're expecting to be intimidated with that interview and they walk through the game room kind of like Willy Wonka's. Chocolate factory. They can't yeah, wait to go play the games. <laughs> you don't yeah, think they're they lose their bit? minds. They'll lose their minds. Did you see that one there? That's a judge dread. You got yourself a nice mousing around Doctor Who NBA fast break. And right at the end is that last action hero. So much fun. You know what? It kind of reminds me here in the United States, there are some buildings that people, I know different churches, and they are on uh, those. Hooverboards and it's just fun. It's like a whole fun environment. It re just reminds me of something like that, and that's happening over there in Costa Rica daily at your establishment. So I'm really proud to you hear your work story. on it. Come on, there's always the cheerleader. I'm not a joker, but I'm a motivator. I dress for the occasion. I walk the roads. Okay. Is that what they expect of me? I guess. <laughs> they don't what know what to expect, to probably. <laughs> I don't know, between me and you, I don't know, but uh, but if I'm going to do it, Miss Kim Jacobs, I'm going to do it in style. That's and in case your mother shows up, I'm going to be ready to go downstairs and tell her how amazing you are, how happy I am you work with me. 
and how you're a treasure at CCC. And you know that's a gift that keeps on giving. It's a positive escalation. We do it on the phone. We do it verbally with gatekeepers. I do it in writing when I do the meeting minutes and follow up with clients. So when we call a company back, the secretary is going to thank me so much for the compliment and add momentum and give me more goodies about a company culture. We, we do things like that here. Soft skills that don't compromise ethics, values, or morals just enrich the experience. Experience, my goodness, if you're making 100 calls a day, don't give me 100, make 84 calls a day and add each call a couple minutes so I can talk about the Kim Jacobs show and your dogs and all the fun things we're doing and double Dutch and all the other fun stuff. Listen, if I spoke about double Dutch on a telemarketing phone call and the QA department heard that and we converted the call into a sale, do you know how much credit you would get for talking about double Dutch on a phone call? Hmm. That's the now. That's the genius. That's why Kim Jacobs rocks. And I'm so happy to see you stand up and double dutch on your podcast. And so that's what makes people an ace. And you can't train that. You cannot. That's no, not that's that's the not that we're looking for in the body of the call, not the introduction or conclusion when the client starts saying my name. That's when you know you'll make a million dollars. That's when you have your craft and you're well-versed. That that's a that's just masterful what you're saying. So listen, I want you all to know too that with the Kim Jacobs show, you can donate into the program. The only way that we keep this particular organization thriving is by donations from community members like yourselves. You can do it once, weekly, monthly. I went through and did some shout outs yesterday of people that just recently donated, and we thank you all for your contributions. But screenshot and make sure you take a moment to donate to our broadcast. We come on Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we welcome you to contribute to the broadcast. Richard, we're going to get a closing comment from you right after our final commercial break. Everybody stay tight and we're going to hear back from Richard Blake right after this. Welcome to Confidence Tones, where we use a proprietary audio development formula called Audio Immersion to provide an experience that's designed to help quickly and effortlessly generate positive change in the subconscious mind when used correctly. This experience is achieved using four primary building blocks, brainwave modulation, invocation of positive emotions, immersive imagination stimuli, and developmental suggestion. We know of no other source in the world that provides the synergistic combination. With a good pair of headphones, you'll be able to immerse yourself into audio that's designed specifically to help you feel better, do better, and live better. everyone and we're back with some closing comments from Richard Blank. Let me also let you know if you're interested in learning more about the confidence tones, you can reach drjod.com, drjod.com at 1-800-820-0854 and let her know that the Kim Jacobs show sent you her way, okay? All right. Richard, I don't want this to end and I see an 80 something year old the church mother that's on typing on the internet saying this was a great show. She actually had a um, heart transplant over 20 years ago, and she still has that heart beating in her from a 16 year old that donated his heart to her. And she said this was very informative. Thank you, Mother Harper. Thank you, Mother Harper. And lots of other comments that's come in. Mr. Richard has a movie like voice. Hollywood is missing out without Richard Blank. And that's a Hollywood name anyway. Richard Blank, he's him. He's dressed in this suit. He's an antique pinball jukebox guy and living in Costa Rica with Grace. You, he should be in Hollywood movies. Come on, y'all are missing out. All right, Richard, tell us a closing comment. Fortune favors the brave. For your amazing audience. Kim Chips, I can't thank you enough for the time today. I had so much fun. Look what you brought out of me. And um, really, your audience is amazing. And I gravitated towards this show. You are such a giver. You feel like someone's really cool sister that gives me advice to make me even that much more popular and to keep me out of trouble. And so I was hoping that I was uh, able to shatter some misconceptions on what a telemarketer or CEO is like. 
And I have a thousand suggestions. If you or anyone wants to come visit Costa Rica, I'd love to share with you yeah. a lot of places to fulfill your adventure. They don't get brand new when I pull up in Costa Rica and I'm like, I'm here, Richard, Grace, somebody show me around. Take me in. Y'all, you got me, right? You have me. I'm definitely getting you at the airport. We're going to go get some sushi and then you're going to be on your way. <laughs> Having the best time of your life. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to visiting Costa Rica with that particular invitation. That's for sure. All right, everybody. That's today's episode. Again, it's International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to you. And having Richard Blank on today was nothing, again, short of amazing. Other than every woman, if you tuned in, you definitely became a better person just hearing from him today. So thank you for blessing us with your presence today, Richard. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. All right, everyone. On that note, we will see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on The Kim Jacobs Show. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Kim Jacobs Show and for being in the virtual studio audience. Your presence truly does make a difference. And I look forward to you bringing your friends and family to join you in the virtual studio audience Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I look forward to seeing you and make it a great day.